0: Hello and welcome to the Celestial Podcast, the Doctor Who podcast, whose copy of The Night, the Full, and the Dead got delayed yet again. I'm your host, Joey Morgan. Today I'm here with Brian Morgan. I wonder Brian if mine's Morgan, delayed. A, a, yeah, <laughs> I, I, swear, I swear, like, mine, mine, hasn't, mine hasn't moved in, like, over a week. It's weird. Um, um, anyway, Brian, yeah. a.k.a. BriarHardo2, is here. Um, I'm also here with uh, Dylan, a.k.a.
1: Lord Slar. I would like to thank everybody watching for electing me to the position of the leader of the Super Who Lock fandom.
2: <laughs> shit <laughs> joey mine's delayed as well fuck <laughs> see what is with this anyway um i'm also here
0: with, i'm also here with a newcomer to the celestial podcast but not a newcomer to security kitchen productions caleb hop hello uh all three of these wonderful people have channels that we've linked in the description and all three of these wonderful people are in our upcoming novel adaptation the scales of injustice uh um, oh. and actually one of them even co-adapted it uh dylan so yeah well done brian you just
2: did you just nut over that?
1: What? <laughs> it is not your function to question my movements in my testicles.
2: <laughs> this is a great starting <laughs> game. I love this.
1: And, uh, <laughs>
0: And today we are talking about uh, classic Doctor Who season six, that being the Dominators through the war games. So today we're finishing the Patrick Troughton era. So let's jump right into this with the Dominators. What is it? Mervyn Hazeman and Henry Lincoln, right? Yes. No, no, no,
1: no. I think you'll find it's Norman Ashby. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Fake fan. Fake fan. (laughs) Fake Fake fan. Hey, Dylan, you can't call me a fake fan.
0: My favorite writer is David Agnew. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that, he is a
1: truly a literary genius.
0: Um, who would like to begin on The Dominators?
2: I feel like... Don't everyone jump at once.
1: Okay, well, well, I mean, I actually like this story. Okay, well, let me preface it. The story's fucking AIDS. It's shit. But, on the other hand, it's also so much fun, because you've got um, Patrick Trout and Fraser Hines just doing some of their best like double act material. Such oh, a absolutely. random story to do it in, but they absolutely bring it to life. And then you've got the dominators who actually, you know, fairly good villains, I thought. They're quite imposing. I like the kind of argument they have between each other. And you know <laughs> was, and it's also the fact that, that it's funny because that it, it's it's kind of funny because they're called dominators and that's like a sex thing. And then the quarks, they're kind of <laughs> they're extremely cute. And it's kind of weird how you have like, "Shall I destroy?" It? And then it like just does a massive fuck off explosion. That's great. I like that. And then you know, Cully is just you know the man of my dreams. So I mean, what more do you want?
0: If someone could transcribe
1: that and make the uh, the Lord Slar
0: official literary review of the Dominators, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the, I was the kind last... I was kind of with you until you said the Dominators were a legitimately threatening villain. <laughs> Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like <laughs> Fraser, and, High, uh, uh, Fraser and, and Patrick together. Like, they're fantastic. But, oh, God, I can't get into the villains.
2: <clears throat> I <just> can't <clears throat> what were you saying, Brian? It, period. Because the last time I watched this, I think, was actually probably, like, two years ago. And I was... It was one of your marathons, Dylan. Because Dylan does a little marathon every once in a while with all of his big bad buddies. And we all... You know, just splooge over terrible Doctor Who stories, and the Dominators <laughs> happened to be one of them. And wait, no, Brian, we also did it on one of your, on
0: your on your marathon the one time, you, the one one of the ones that you set up.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe it
0: was. I don't mine. know why you
1: just.
0: Oh, <laughs> definitely
2: you... on mine at one point.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we actually did. not We do it, it first... the last time when we did. Um, uh, what was the one we did before that? With the, when we did the Ark as well, I think. Oh no, that was the one with the Highlanders. Wait, whatever. Anyway, the Dominators is bad. What were you saying, Brian? <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, so yeah, I I really cannot get into the Dominators. I even thought like being with friends watching it and making fun of it would make it enjoyable for me, but it didn't. And like I don't know. I just can't like it unironically, obviously, and I just can't like it ironically either. I don't find it funny, it's just boring. <laughs> the only the only cutesy funny thing about it, I guess, is the quarks for me.
0: I do I do like the Quarks. <clears throat> do
2: you think that try? they should do you think
1: they should replace the Daleks like originally intended? Like literally <laughs> oh, of yeah, they did you... originally intend
2: <laughs> oh, that. Oh wholeheartedly Dylan.
1: <laughs> what, what's weird though is that Hazman and
0: Lincoln Lincoln like wrote a villain previously that that like is strong enough to succeed the Daleks with the Yeti and the Great Intelligence. Oh but, then, come yeah. on, it's not strong enough to succeed the Daleks. I mean like good, but Correct. On a on a threat level. But yeah, I mean maybe not I mean, this, on the it's same not like scale the of
3: the Daleks have been used incredibly well lately either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but <clears throat> weird, in in the sixties you had like, you know, they just come off the power of the Daleks and the evil of the Daleks, man.
3: Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah.
1: I mean, how can you follow that up,
0: especially with quarks? Um, but, <laughs> but, 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 but the quarks, yeah, they do come up with, like, with a certain, like, just funny, ironic factor to them. That, 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 that I do get a bit of enjoyment out of. And of course, as, as I already mentioned, Troughton and Hines are just having an absolute blast with this. Because there's not, I think, like, even they can tell there's not much meat to the script that, like, that they could just, like,
1: kind of mess around in it. Well, that's surprising, though, because Morris Barry was known for, like, you know, stopping Pat Troughton from messing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Is the Dominator's... Jamie says, look at the size of that one, Doctor. Or There's more that...
1: than one episode. The way he yeah, says
3: yeah. there are a few times. I know time. he says it in the Faceless Ones.
1: <laughs> he says it in the Seeds of
2: Death as well.
3: And he says it in the Two Doctors, obviously.
2: Oh shit, I, for some reason I thought that just came from this one.
1: No, it's said many times.
2: <laughs> well, I stand corrected. It's
0: in that. <laughs> I mean, hell, the, a, I mean, he'll, the reason it's quoted in it. the Two Doctors the reason it's quoted in the Two Doctors is because it was said multiple times in the Trouton era. Oh
2: yes, it is a big one, Jamie.
1: <laughs> Why did you become Japanese there? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I want to hear
0: Japanese quarks. You, you can now. you can cut that if it's too risy. <laughs> I, I, I care. I care not.
2: Anyway, anyway so Dominators um, is fucking oh. shit. This is true. Caleb, I you, agree. Would
3: you like? <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I like it. It is. I, I'll just. I'll just go ahead and say it is currently my lowest ranked of the season. But I. I enjoy it. I think. Well, well, you know, we'll, we'll get into that argument. Trouten and Hines obviously are, are great fun. But it, it, it's. It's slower. See, I thought for a while that the, the, like the Crotons was the slowest of the season. And then um er, er, earlier today I was watching like a couple episodes to just refresh my memory and I I was watching I watched some of the dominators and I watched some of the Crotons and I was like the Crotons is actually a faster pace than the Dominators.
0: I think it's that episode I think it's that extra episode in this one that sort of but, kills but, it.
1: That but um, may I introduce you to the space pirates if you want We'll <laughs> <strong specific laughs> <form. Sure>. I'm
3: get <laughs> to that, I take it. But yeah, I I mean Dylan's about to eat I do quite like a... ass for saying
2: <laughs> space pirates to the dominators.
3: Toba oh. though is I, I, th- I think I think Toba is the, the dominator who wants to kill everyone and obviously who would, you know, win if the other guy would let him get his way. But I, I, I enjoy him. He's just a fun character. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I actually do think Zoe gets uh gets a pretty good gets pretty good stuff to do in the Dominators. Like she's she kind of gets to lead a lot of a lot of the Delsians for a little bit, and I mean, yeah. I, I mean I
0: just, yeah, yeah. The main the main cast is well utilized, yeah. but beyond that, it just doesn't have much going for oh,
3: it. I have another it's, positive it's,
2: about it. All okay. right, the Dominator with the Beatles haircut and the Rago. That one, yeah, Drago. he's pretty good. Like just as an actor, he's pretty good mm-hmm. at what he's doing.
1: Yeah, he plays. He plays the guy in Ambassadors of Death, who's the um, the head of the space center.
2: Oh
3: shit! Oh, oh that's no. right! Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I can yeah. tell He's that great. now. That's He's, hilarious. It's relatively good it that
1: too. Yeah, yeah, but it's just funny. Go here would go from like "clock destroyed" to like, <laughs> "Oh, please help us, doctor." Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So um, I guess that about does it for the Dominators. Let's give our rings out a ten. Uh, Brian.
3: Like a like like a four.
0: I would agree with that. I'd give it a 4. Caleb?
3: Um, I'm going to have to say 6.5. 6.5? 6.
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, and uh, Dylan?
3: 10. <laughs>
0: Fuck off! <laughs> I, don't, I don't, don't stick to that. <laughs> you are not! <laughs> I will no. not move on with this podcast until you change your answer.
1: <laughs> well, we might be here a while. Alright, I get, I, can, I can wait here all right fine 11
0: <laughs> fair enough all right let's move on to, let's move on to the mind robber by peter ling who would like to begin
2: so this this is the polar opposite of the dominators but i'll tell you what the first time i watched the mind robber i didn't like it either which is weird See, i was
0: I, I, I almost had that, but but my my I was a bit more just lukewarm towards the Mind Robber when I first watched it. But it's it's one of the best. I mean, come well, on. It's...
2: it's like right up my alley. I like trippy shit like that. But that... Yes. I love it. Would you like to elaborate on that, or are you just going to leave it there? <laughs> <laughs> I had a train of thought that completely <laughs> left my head. But, what do you think uh, of the yeah. Mind Robber? Yes. The Mindropper <laughs> yeah. is a yes, but um, yeah, I don't know why I didn't like it the first time. I guess I must not have been in the right mood or something. I I don't know, but I, well, I, think, it's, I, I think it's one that like you can't be. I I know like the first time that I watched,
0: it. I was like I was like writing, I was like writing down something for school. I think at the time, um, and I was like sort of like multitasking. So like I think it's one that like you have to like take on its own. You have to like let it fully immerse you. Um, yeah, rather like it's not one that like. That that you can take lightly. I mean, like it is like a light, fluffy story in a way, because you know it's off doing whatever the hell it wants, as you're just there trying to comprehend what just happened in the previous scene. But I think like right from the start, that like that first episode is just masterful. Um, Like without even like properly entering the land of fiction, it it manages to like immerse the the viewer in this atmosphere. That I will
2: give it. it, I will give it this. Right around like, I want to say it's when Gulliver shows up. The, there's like two episodes right in the middle that drag a bit, but other than really? that,
1: oh no, Brian,
2: I don't, no, nothing,
0: no, come no. on, Brian, nothing, nothing drags in the story. I, I'd like to elaborate further, actually, on your exact opposite of the Dominators comment and say, whereas the Dominator feels like it's like eight eight episodes long, this well, one, like, I'm not saying, moves that like grease, fucking lightning, like. <laughs>
2: I'm not saying the Mind Robber feels like it's eight episodes long. I'm just saying no, that No, no,
0: no. I'm saying I'm saying the Mind the Mind Robber is the exact opposite of that. And it just it feels like it's like two or three episodes.
2: It moves like nothing. Well, that's also because the episodes themselves are really short. <laughs> and, that,
0: and, and, that, and, that, and that works to its advantage too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I guess I it like it does it, much. I will say it does feel more like a four-parter than, you know, a five or six-parter. Yeah. But there i will not budge on there's there's this bit there's right in the middle of it that feels like it lasts a really long time
1: that's something you don't do Brian What? fuck you
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway so <laughs>
1: so uh, uh let's see so uh, yeah continue on that episode one thing though
0: like, oh just, i mean just be-
1: Oh, go ahead. No, just like, so they had, uh, for those who don't know, they cut off an episode of The Dominators because the show was like, this is shit. We need to get rid of an episode. And um, (laughs) then they got, uh, what's his face, Derek Sherwin, to just say, right, just slap an episode on the front of this story that's coming up. And it just so happens to be one of the best ever singular episodes of Doctor Who. Like, episode one of this is just, oh, it's art. I mean, it's just abstract sci-fi at its best. It's so atmospheric. Cool, I love it. I, I being, so, being so being so different from the rest one. of the
0: story, being so different from the rest of the story works to the the advantage of episode one. That you still you still feel like there's so much of the puzzle to unravel by the end of episode one because you haven't technically actually started the story yet. Yeah. The the story begins when the TARDIS explodes and you enter the land of fiction. That doesn't happen until the end of episode one. And just the bizarre, abstract nature of episode one just, just sucks you in. Like like Zoe and Jamie like seeing their homes outside and, and, and being so Look, being Zoe, so, it's so, so <laughs> being, it's being so being so brought in by the illusion. Uh, like brings the viewer in too. And that music, oh the music that accompanies it is, mm. is just oh, shit. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah.
2: The music Mind is good. Robber has a killer score. Yeah that yeah. those bagpipes yeah. are just
1: the best man. Uh,
3: <laughs> I mean I don't honestly like the first episode that much. Really? compared to the rest of it? <laughs> just because <laughs> I yeah. was that a because I love the rest of it so much. And the first episode <laughs> is like it's good but it's like you know it's 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 it's, it's Doctor Who. The the rest of it is like I've never seen anything like this in Doctor Who before, and I can't get enough of it. I I'm also executed for I, his like, heresy. So what,
1: what have you seen in Doctor Who that's like Episode One of the Mind Drama?
3: Well, I think, I, sub, I suppose, scared so, which isn't what could true you in get Doctor me? Who, but a big finish, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind a of a similar bit, a, idea. Wait, if, <laughs> big finish, you know? but what I'm going for is done everything. Like, what I'm going for is like the idea of Episode One. It, is, it just feels like a very Doctor Who idea, and I, I, also, I think I kind
0: of get where you're coming yeah. from with that with that very minimalist first episode. <laughs> it's the text of the
1: time though, but for Killing me, the like, <laughs> similar It's like for... Space Museum episode one. I just
2: I just like the idea that Rob Shearman sat down to write. Cherto sure, so, and was just like, <laughs> right, let's just stretch, let's just stretch the Mind Robber episode one across. No 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 no, no,
0: no, 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 not even the Mind Robber episode one, just stretch the white robot sequence into an white entire robot. four part story. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh but no, I mean, like for for me personally, like with that first episode, I just have like this massive boner for for minimalist Doctor Who stories. Mm. So, um, like like, yeah, like one of my favorite individual episodes. I think me and Dylan have, have have wanked all over this before, but the Daleks episode one. You know, just just that oh, like that.
3: Yes, like oh, like That's it's true. just That's so it's great. just
0: this perfect immersion. Like just like like yeah. having having the idea for your story off in the distance and sort of sort of viewing. That story from that distance, yeah. And as as it slowly drags you forward, I just I love that. I, I think it's so perfect.
3: Um, I have to uh, say the, uh, yeah. that 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 episode one Mind Robber episode one. You really it really would only work with with a sixties Tardis crew because none of none of the very few of the later Tardis crews are interesting enough. <laughs> that
0: that's true. That's true. But also but also I think the black and white helps it a lot. Um, yeah. You know help helps oh, the atmosphere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lot. So much. I mean, I just, I, th- I, think like most of the TARDIS
3: crews until you get to like the eighties are pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but especially in the seventies when it's mostly like two, like two people, Doctor One Companion.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, get it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, right that,
3: that makes sense.
0: Or it's it helps when there the it way. helps when there's like some pull in the team, like when you're really Yeah, yeah, a yeah It, it, it wouldn't J- really J- work between, like, with
1: Yeah. See,
2: I really Ooh. like when doctor who manages to unnerve me like mm-hmm. that. I really like that feeling and yeah. the TV show, both classic and new series don't do it often, but the mind robber episode one, specifically the scene where Jamie and Zoe are sort of like beckoning to uh, the doctor yeah. that, that, that creeps me out every time. And I don't, huh. I don't it's know so why cool, though
0: it's so cool. Um, so we haven't actually like, talked about the rest of the story, but once, <laughs> yeah. you're, once you're actually in the once you're actually in the land of fiction, like it's it's so bizarre yeah. and, and weird. You get that, the first
1: like... incarnation of the Master as well. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: swiftly followed by the second in the War Games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! See, see, it's a common trend that the best stories of season six have the Master in it. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like I just I love the I land did... of fiction. It's so weird and abstract. I love I love the sequence of like the doctor putting Jamie's face back together and him coming, yes, uh, coming in. As... What's the actor's name? Hamish Wilson, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Who sadly died only if yeah,
0: he Yeah, he did j-
1: totally just crazy. recently. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just like Deborah Watley right? <laughs> oh, <Brian. laughs> I had to do it cuz Jacob isn't here and I know he'd want me to. Well that and also um
0: it, it it fits in with how the joke was originally created. It's we're bringing it up after Victoria's long gone.
3: Mm.
0: So anyway, uh, what else though? Uh, anything else to mention with Mind Robber?
3: Well, I, I, mean, there, I am, I'm like a mentioned. massive, I'm a massive literary nerd. So I I loved the the whole Gulliver thing and like picked up on it like right away, mm. and just the way the way they use all these stories is one of my favorite things in just any Doctor Who episode ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the duel the duel at the end, especially with all this one of the best fight sequences in Doctor Who. It's hilarious. Um, (laughs) and the
0: And again the 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 music comes in to save the day. Yeah. Yeah. The the
3: the ticker tape, the ticker tape in the castle, where Mm. Jamie finds that like it narrating what's happening to the Doctor and Zoe. (laughs) That's
1: what a way to drive up tension and have natural exposition about what's gonna happen.
2: Ah oh, yes, the carcass Gee. makes the story the carcass. so
3: tense, an atmosphere. Oh, the carcass! <laughs> Love it. Rapunzel's funny.
2: The poor carcass. Yeah. Zoe ends up BDSMing him. <laughs> so sad. I am your slave. <laughs> he does say so, that. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is true. Oh,
3: there's, so this, there's this one moment towards the end of the story when like. I think it's after Jamie and Zoe are like trapped in the book when the doctor just kinda walks out on, on top of the castle roof and he just looks so sad. Like I almost thought he was gonna throw himself off. Like that so bad.
2: Imagine the fucking mind robber ends on just the doctor just fucking committing suicide. Tune in next week, kids, to find out what he- <laughs>
1: And then the Doctor's mangled corpse hits oh the floor
3: from the top
2: of the,
1: t- <laughs> the
3: talent. I just always noticed that.
0: Oh god, and on that weird note, I'm gonna- <laughs> We're gonna give ratings <laughs> and a 10 for the mind-robber now. Um, uh, Caleb?
3: <clears throat> Nine and a half.
0: Nine and a half. Uh, Brian?
3: give it an 8.
1: And Dylan? 16. What? Uh, I actually said 9.
0: Okay. I, I personally would give The Mind Robber a 10. So mm. let us move on to... Shit, oh, I don't have these writers the, the, the Invasion.
3: The Invasion. The
0: Invasion by... Who's the writer, though? Derek Sherwin. Um, Derek Sherwin, that's it. Jesus.
3: He got I to write set? so much in this <laughs> season because he, he did this <laughs> first episode of The Mind Robber. I think he's the reason The Dominators is credited as Norman, Norman Ashby, isn't it? Because he rewrote stuff. Oh, I think,
0: um, well, yeah, he rewrote stuff, but also um, uh, uh, Mervyn uh, Mervin Hazeman and Henry Lincoln like were so pissed off that their script was changed so much that they're like, we don't even want to be credit for, credited for yeah. it. Yeah,
1: Wasn't that so, Uncle Terrence who rewrote some of the Dominators on my walk? Oh, did he? I don't, I don't know. know. Really? Uh, wasn't he script editor by that point? Because Derek Sherwin, Sherwin was, was the script editor. I thought yeah, well, no, I thought least... was. Oh,
0: oh wait, no, you're right. Oh, you're right. oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Sherwin was script editor for the Dominators. Yeah. Which story did, did Uncle Terry join? Uh, join on then. I I know I know he was there
1: for most of season six. I think, I think. was it the invasion? It was.
0: Oh, it was the the
1: invasion? Uh,
0: okay. I think they
3: switched back and forth a couple times. Script editors in this season.
0: Did they? Hang on. At, at so, least if you go by whatever. transmission
3: order, I don't know about. I I don't know like what order they were written in.
0: Production. Whatever. So. Yeah, because Sherwin is still script editor on The Mind Robber, so now for The Invasion, it's script edited by Uncle Terry. But that may just be because it's written by Sherwin. Right. So so then Crotons was, oh yeah, Uncle Terry. So I think the rest of them are Terrence Dicks from, this, uh, from The Invasion on.
3: Wait, uh, would he have scripted yep. to The War Games, though? Because he wrote War Games with Malcolm Hulk.
0: I am checking so right now. Okay, so tr- wrote it. Oh, okay, so yeah, so he does. So Terry does Invasion Croton Seeds of Death, and Sherwin script edits Space Pirates, and ooh, oh no, Terrence Six is still script editor on the War Games. Damn. Oh,
3: okay.
2: I have unfortunate well, news for every one of my Macro fans. The Invasion has overtaken the Macro Terror as my favorite Troughton.
0: Is it just because of the uh, the invasion in a nutshell, Brian? No, it's
2: not that. It's just. I, I I've sat down and really thought about it when I made my Doctor Who ranking. And I was just like, damn, I have way more good memories with the invasion. <clears throat> and the invasion itself, I think, is just an. I guess.
0: I think in both of those cases, though, like, there are much better Troughton stories than Macro Terror and the invasion.
2: I don't know category. there's just, there's just something about the invasion that's special to me.
0: <laughs> well, then would you like to begin this category, Ryan?
2: Um S- yeah, so S-
0: S- 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 hold the, a special place in your heart.
2: <laughs> the invasion is a story i I can't even remember the first time I watched it. I was so little the first time I watched it. um it's it's been with me for a while. It's had a lasting impact on my mind, like to early childhood sort of fear images that are just burned into my retinas are <laughs> the uh, the manic Cyberman walking down the uh, sewer way and, uh, of course, it bursting out of the cocoon. And um, the cliffhanger where something starts moving um, in a casket with Jamie. It's implied mm, that it's a yeah. Cyberman, I think. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, I'll, so like I said, I really like it when Doctor Who manages to unnerve me, and the invasion manages to unnerve me, and it's the first appearance. Oh, I fucked that up. It's the second appearance of Nicholas Courtney as the Brigadier, and I, I don't know. It's, there's something about I, I, his character.
0: Well, well, actually, Brian, uh, you see, it's Shut the, the first fuck appearance it. of Nicholas
2: Courtney as as the Brigadier because
0: he was uh, he was Colonel Nathaniel Stewart That's back cool. in a uh, back in you know. <laughs>
2: All right, Jacob, Jill. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. I There's something about Lethbridge Stewart that just sort of comes into his hole in this story, I think. And how can you not love Tobias?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> sorry, go ahead. You mind not being a dickhead <laughs> for like five seconds, Joey? God damn! <laughs> and like, how can you not love Vaughn and Packer? They're so fucking good. Kevin Stoney's a couple. That- <laughs> relationship goals.
0: Packer, <laughs> please do
1: as I say. God, you know you see, you know you see the love.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely there. <clears throat> um, so is this all your uh, all your invasion analysis is going to be wrong? Um,
2: other than I ship Packer and Vaughn, yes, it's
1: relatable it's... though.
2: Relatable.
1: I too am a Vacker shipper. <laughs> I'm a Vacker <laughs> that's so shit doing porn then. <laughs>
2: with your accent it sounds like you're saying something else <laughs> um anyway it's, so... meant to, it's meant to have a dual meaning <laughs> so,
0: so... <laughs> fuck, i hate this so much all right um so, <laughs> so where was i oh yeah that's it. um so isn't it interesting that like the more interesting half of this story is the half not with the
1: cybermen well let me let me put it like this the Cyberman story in the invasion is shit. It's literally just Cybermen invade Earth for kind of no reason, then decide, fuck it, we're we just going to throw a bomb down. The only reason this episode is brilliant, and it is a brilliant episode, is because of how great all of the surrounding characters and cast are.
3: Hmm. And also, it's just yeah, a great definitely. Cyberman design. And it's just like the first I'm four episodes not build not up the, the mystery biggest fan of the design, so although. Well.
0: I'm not the biggest fan of the of the of the design here, but it is it is one of one of the one of my more preferred versions of the box head design.
3: Yeah, I've like come around to it. I I really didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then gradually as I as I've rewatched more of the classic Cyberman stuff and uh, you know stared at pictures I of fi- Cyberman. <laughs> I fi- I fucking like, love
2: the like uh, the Planet Fourteen Cybermen. They're I, they're my favorite design because I'm a normie.
0: Although going going back on um, what Dylan said about there being uh, this being a really shit Cyberman story, I will say it does have one interesting aspect with the um with the experiments they're doing on the Cybermen, like with the insane Cybermen like going down the the sewers. There, I do really like that part. But the, just, as far as like the actual invasion goes, yeah, it's there's there's not much there. It's 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 exactly what the title says. It's an invasion, and they just kind of stomp around the streets for a bit. They kill some people okay um well, but yeah like, yeah, the, the supporting characters really make this actually, and not just Vaughn you know, and Packard
2: though they're the only ones we've talked about um, that's course a, that is, about is a good point gonna... why do they throw a bomb down just for shits and gigs or something like it's just yeah. like fuck this this is too much effort now he <laughs> <We> got bored <laughs> like what <laughs> did no. the doctor do to foil their plans you know what I'm saying I'm, like,
1: when I say that it is like you know an episode that is, you know, it's the supporting cast. It's not just the supporting cast that are great. Because when I'm saying the sideman story, shit, I'm just saying specifically the sidemen themselves don't do a whole lot. Because everything else in the way it's like built up and the way it flows, excellent. Like it knows exactly how, where to put the right scenes where, how to build up the tension, how to wrap up the stakes. All of that is done excellently. It's just my only criticism is the sidemen. Cybermen- that they could be
2: interchangeable with anything. The direction's really good too. I really love how oh, the yeah. story is shot. They it's really, really solid. It. I also love the music too. Dylan, yeah. you know this? Is it all soft music? Good,
1: yeah. uh, no, no, it's no. Don Horton. Mm-hmm. Did it track? No, no
0: there, yeah, no. There, there's a whole there's a whole soundtrack to this one officially oh, released. Brian. yeah, that,
1: yeah, no, that, yeah. That, that, it, that it's
0: got that, it's got a great cover design too. The the soundtrack.
1: Now, um, Don Horton's an excellent composer. He only ever did it once for Doctor Who, but when uh what's his face um direct this episode, he's great. Douglas Camfield. He directed the oh, yeah. episode of the Unknown, which also had um uh Horton it in doing the composition, as well as
3: having Peter Halliday.
1: Don Harper, sorry. Yeah, yeah Don yeah, I was Horton gonna say Don
3: Horton is, is the guy who wrote The Mind of Evil. Yeah You
1: know what? Just erase everything i just said because i was just confusing names and now i don't know anything so (laughs) Um, (laughs)
0: fine oh we can move uh shift back over to characters for a second though i do also want to talk about feminist icon isabel watkins um uh, but no i do i do really like isabel as a character she's great
2: Um, no job for a young lady
0: Um, I I just like how like she fits in with the rest of the crew, specifically like you know with her relationship with Zoe, and and when she actually gets working with Unit, it's really fun. Um, And relationship. No, no, Dylan, no, no, no.
2: No! Um. Anyway, Professor Watkins is great. too. Whoa, I feel like I have missed something. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you a um?
1: Zisabelle shipper then. <laughs> what if
2: I am?
0: <laughs> uh, um, I forgot also Benton makes his first appearance in this, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, Benton's great. Um, Let's see, what else, what else, what else? Um, oh, if we can shift back to Vaughn for a second. Vaughn has a lot of great moments in this too. I mean, like every scene. Vaughn has is just brilliant because Kevin Stoney's a brilliant actor. Oh, By far so my sweet. favorite has to be the scene where um uh, where he's telling uh, Watkins to shoot him.
1: Oh no, I love that. Oh one. yeah.
0: That's,
3: that's, the scene. Oh, scene. that's good.
0: So good. Well not the best ever. That's that's one of the fierce uh, the, the first one of a fierce yeah, scene. With, uh, one of the best. Um a lot of them seem to come from the chat era it seems. Uh so um actually I think both the ones that we just mentioned were, were both Dougie... Can- yeah, Campfield did a Web of Fear, too. Mm, so. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Is that about it? Anything else to add on the invasion? Nope. Uh, the,
3: the, the first episode is... I thought it was going in a completely different direction based on the first episode because it, it, it felt like this sort of paranoia conspiracy thing at first. Which well,
0: I, it, I'm not it criticizing is, but it. When, you actually, when you actually like unravel that conspiracy it becomes more. So like yeah. that, that's not entirely inaccurate. I'm, I mean,
3: I'm not criticizing it for going in a different direction than that. I'm just saying that was really cool. That <laughs> just that uh first episode. Yeah. It
1: was it was yeah. Uh, one uh, of them wearing a, a rather distinctive feather boa. Bleh. Oh, Zoe
0: at
3: computer. Like, I, I, <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, Zoey yeah, so convincing he's... the computer to kill itself. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. That was. Great. <clears throat> um, I don't like the animation on episodes one and four. By really, the way. I love the animation. I really don't like the animation. <sighs> Just eh. you
1: probably think yeah. that Ice Warrior's animation is good. You know, I mean, it's all right. It's about on the same level <laughs> as the Invasion. Nah, Invasion's far better. Mm,
0: only by a little. <laughs> Uh anyway, so uh, let's give Rings out a ten
1: for the invasion, Dylan. Uh sorry no, I couldn't think of anything. Is it nine or a ten? <laughs> you can decide. You decide in the comments. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brian
2: Um Well Considering its current status in my ranking, I should probably give it a ten. So I'm gonna give it a ten.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Caleb? Eight and a half. I would personally give it an eight. So, there's that. Let's move on to The Crotons by master Doctor Who scriptwriter Robert uh, Robert Holmes. So, we'd like to begin on... Story. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, definitely his best work. Although, although, in all seriousness, it's not his worst, to be fair. But more I... than that in approximately 20 minutes.
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> well... So anyway, um you can go ahead, Caleb. <clears throat> oh oh uh, sure. if you'd like. Uh it's it's a pretty decent story. Um I <laughs> I I, I, enjoy, I mean they've got they've got Philip Madoc, so that's a plus. Um
0: I do Philip Madoc, but he's terribly yeah, wasted Maddock. in this, I think.
3: It's not I mean it's not his best his best role in Doctor Who for sure, but you know, it's nice it's nice to have him around. Um oh, I, did
0: like so him he, he, I did like him in a... In Return of the Crotons, though the big finish audio. I liked him in that.
3: Oh, I haven't heard that.
0: I think he think, yeah, he pla- I think he plays this in character.
1: Yeah. Think, think about this. So we've got a, a Pat Troughton story directed by David Maloney, written by Robert Holmes, and with Philip Maddock playing a side character. <laughs> How the fuck is this not a classic? <gasps> right. Like That's all of the recipe there. is there. <laughs>
0: everything's there. Oh. Is this, uh, this, wait, this isn't David Maloney's first, uh, who story, is it? <laughs>
1: nope, he did the mind robot.
2: If so much talent, that? if so much talent wasn't behind it, I feel like it wouldn't be as disappointing.
0: Right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I feel
2: like, you know, because it's all
0: yeah, these I, 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 classic movies. Maybe, maybe it, maybe who it rates, is partially because we, Maybe it is partially because we we view Robert Holmes as like as like the classic Doctor Who, writer. Yeah. <laughs> if well, there are this, they're this was his
2: first one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's his first one. Damn. Well, I guess mean, I guess. And
0: then after this shit, they're like, Hey, you want to come back and write another one?
2: <laughs> and it's the space after,
0: part. And, and then after that one, they said, hey, you want to come write
1: the first story for the new Doctor? Yeah, but the thing I find quite funny is that uh, Robert Holmes was actually trying to submit this script to the Doctor Who department for years. It's only just because... No every, every All of the scripts in season six kept on getting <laughs> dropped that's why there's so many lost stories from that season so eventually they were just like my god we just need an episode please for the love of god submit an episode <laughs> and it's probably the fact that he actually submitted episodes on time was the reason he kept on being asked back and then oh, they re- yeah. then yeah i mean that, that's 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 part of like i mean yeah
0: um nah, sorry to bring up vnas friends um but like that's part of the reason why he became a state. but no like uh, part of the reason Paul Cornell became a staple in the New Adventures is because, like, he not was not, a, not, a, was not only able to, to deliver like a reliable story, but he was able to do it in, like a timely fashion. So mm-hmm. that's got to be part of the reason here. I mean, just that, like, he was available, which is and, and was able to do it fast enough. So I don't know. It's just I don't. Know. It's just it, maybe it's just disappointing because of that. But I feel like even then I would just look over this, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't a Robert Holmes script and a David Maloney episode. It's just.
2: I don't know. I, I do think it's it's pretty boring on its own. Like it's not it's not like particularly offensive or anything other than, you know, there's all that talent behind it. It just it's a, it exists. It's yeah. nothing special. It's really nothing special, but it's nothing like <laughs> fucking wounding either. So yeah. That, that's my. Opinion. I do
0: love Zoe in this story. Yes, I think it is one of
3: my favorite moments for Zoe when she gets to be smarter than the doctor on the machine.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and and I love like her and the doctor's like constant back and forth of like, oh, well, I can do this, no, yes. I can do this, and I'm smarter than you. And, like, I just, I love, I love them playing off of each other in this.
3: I I can't dislike anything with Zoe in it. She's brilliant.
0: I I can I can dislike the space pirates. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Have we brought up the space pirates in every category so far without even like actually <laughs> having covered it yet?
1: Well, it's just the um, its just a barometer for shit. And it's <laughs> like people are saying, "Oh, well, the Dominators might be the worst of the season." It's like you—you are are you forgetting something? <laughs> oh, Jesus!
2: So yeah, um, I mean, even after I, that, he—he is going to kill anyone genocide anyone who thinks the space pirates is better than the dominators he's going to beat the shit out of i am the man who would (laughs) 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 Kalu,
0: i'm sorry you've had a you've had a terrible first experience with lord slug on your first celestial (laughs) podcast um you've already been threatened threatened by death from the slug um anyway uh let's see what else i do i do like the crotons themselves like i like them as like designs and i like their voices i love that south african accents um of course like you got roy scout behind it
1: they're a fun design why do they have south african accents though i want to know i don't i don't know
3: why why they 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 decided to do that don't don't has there ever been, like, a Doctor Who villain that's just exclusively Scottish? Because that's... Because oh. I, I think that they should totally do that.
0: The Phantom Viper! <laughs> Brian, we're do- Brian, we're doing Scottish Sontarans when we get to them. Um... Wait, wait, wait Scottish Sontarans? <laughs> no, no, no what, I'm, I'm, a just
1: joking, at- I'm just the joking. I'm just joking, we should do and Scottish Sontarans. was like a VNA thing. <laughs>
0: No, 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 how great would a, would a Scar Santaran be,
3: though? <laughs> it would be amazing. Oh, for the glory of the Santaran Empire.
0: Greg Santaran! <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything, like, actually noteworthy to say about the Crotons? Because I don't hate it. It's just. Eh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> it goes in one ear and comes out the other, pretty much. Yeah. It's I just. Think, yeah. It's, it's, like, the most just an episode of Doctor Who you could ever get. <laughs> And all you remember by the end is that Robert Holmes
0: wrote it, and then you just get sad. <laughs>
2: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I just, like, that's actually an excellent summation.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, all right. So let's do ratings out of 10 to 4. The Crotons. Uh,
1: Dylan. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. I agree with that. i give it a 5. Brian?
2: i give it a fat-ass 5 as well.
3: And Caleb? Um, I'm going to give it six and a half.
1: Oh, he's the edgy
3: contrarian
2: contur- oh, contur- this is... time, Brian. <laughs> so,
3: you have
1: so used usurper, I... usurper, Brian!
3: <laughs> Why is the
1: Crotons above average then, Caleb?
3: Well, <laughs> because I enjoy it, because it's got the second Doctor, Jamie, and Zoe in it, and I think all the performances are decent, even if the script isn't anything special. Oh, also, um, I remember noticing this the first time I watched it, I, I thought it was really interesting that the Crotons' entire goal is just to get off the planet and that's, like, their only motivation and that just seemed so, like... Like... That was that seemed different. I that's actually
1: that. a good point because there's been a billion Doctor Who episodes that have done that essential plot since.
3: Mm. Especially
1: yeah. in the expanded universe. <laughs>
0: yeah. and every, every time I talk about the Crotons, I see where Jacob's coming from with Tower of Apocalypse just being the Crotons more and more each time. But... <laughs> Enough about VNAS. I apologize, friends. What? One's, what? fucking weird nerd. Brian, 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 From now on, every time I mention VNAS on an episode that on an episode that isn't about VNAS,
1: you can slap me.
0: So just no, r- get no, Jerry on. Every would, time you just, mention the VNAS,
1: oh. Jerry comes on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
0: fucking origin shite. <laughs> all right so let's move on to the seeds of death by brian hales who would I like to I begin Said
2: by brian for a second and i was like wait a minute well, yeah it's by it's
0: by it's by <laughs> yeah. a brian, brian well, on, tell us
2: about your episode like <laughs> brian right, yeah, oh, episode. yeah brian yeah tell us all about the seeds of death i guys. i that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the inspiration for? The inspiration Slar was, I, I had a better idea. Oh, yeah, this, is, this is where look, Lord
0: Slar comes from.
2: <laughs> the inspiration was I had a way better idea for a story called Lords of the Red Planet, and they wanted something less complicated instead. I
0: I, th- I think we're I think we're just making a summoning circle for people that aren't on the Celestial Podcast episode. We got Jerry, now we now we got Jacob with Lords of the Red Planet. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: I love the squeeze of death. It's, I, think it's as I think I've watched it like a billion times because for some reason I was obsessed with it when I was like nine years old and it was just beyond almost every weekend. But yeah, is I mean, that, it's
2: just... Is that why your fun. name is a misspelled version of Lord Slar? You got it right there, pal. <laughs> All right. So. And, weirdly, and yeah. weirdly
0: enough, I think your Lord Slar is more well known than Slar in this story. Oh Actually, yeah, if you, yeah, if
1: you search Lord Slar, the actual spelling, it'll say, did you mean Lord Slar? My oh, my <laughs> Yeah. That is an accomplishment. <laughs> okay, there we go. Although, I don't, yep, although because his name is only mentioned once in the whole story by Zoe. So you can kind of see why he's maybe not the most searched Doctor Who name.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he looks awesome, though. I, I love the Ice like, Lord's whole look.
1: Yeah, I, I
0: I I I am I am a bigger fan of the of the traditional ice warriors, but yeah, I, I do love me an ice lord.
2: There was so the, I remember watching the seeds of death on one of those Twitch live streams, and there was this one ice warrior that just kept bumping into the door frame with <laughs> with its hips, and someone oh, yeah, put someone put in the chat that ice warrior got hips like dynamite and booty like pow. <laughs>
0: I remember that. <laughs> Thank
2: goodness, I, and I just—oh, I, I
0: just realized looking at the cast list here—is Sunny Coudenas really one of the one of the Ice Warriors in
1: this? Yeah, yeah. He Wasn't he in every That's classic awesome. Ice Warrior yeah, story? No, yeah, he's the Ice Warrior in every story. Oh, was
0: he? Re- oh no way! That's yeah. awesome. I actually had no clue. Damn.
1: In the documentary, I, he goes on about how annoying it was to play the Ice Warriors because the um the boots, the Ice Warrior boots, were just fill up with sweat over the course of the oh. day
2: Really? I thought he'd be more annoyed about the fucking ass piece it has, cause the ice warriors do be thick That That is true
1: that Sonny Caldeas is a thick man though. we're just making room for him
2: <laughs> Okay um, Alright then uh,
0: So is there a reason that the second Doctor story is a fucking bloodbath? Because wow, this story is violent <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, there's like a whole. Brian Hales were just so
1: angry they turned down all of the red planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to pretend that all of these people are the Doctor Who you production crew.
0: This, <laughs> this one's Derek Showen, and this <laughs> one is Derek <Ted>
2: Sticks. <laughs> and I'm going to make you. I'm going to make Derek Show and This story's <laughs> pretty well directed too. Now that I think about it, there's this scene oh, yeah. where I think yeah. Slar is is like standing off against um the second doctor and they're both like silhouetted against a giant sort of slowly ch- color changing screen. Obviously, it's just going from different shades of white to gray because it's a black <laughs> white, but you know and it it just looks it looks pretty beautiful. Michael
1: Ferguson is an outstanding director, one of the most underrated in Dr Who I think. He did this, the claws of Axos, and Ambassadors of Death, and oh, wow, love, it's just yeah, this story her, is just so slick. It's just yeah. so slick and fast paced. Like it's six parts, but it just zooms by because of that.
2: Oh yeah, no, this, it's this really is def- out of the two Trouton Ice Warrior stories. I think this is the one I prefer See, by I far. Think
0: most people prefer this
2: one. <laughs> yeah, less atmospheric, but
1: it makes up for it with just a much tighter script and just amazing direction. See, I,
0: I, feel I think it's I think more with, atmospheric. I think with, See I think with the no nah, I I disagree because I think with the ice warriors like people people that love that story mostly fall in love with the way it feels like in this in this case like it's the content of the story that really shines in the seeds of death.
3: Yeah. All the scenes yeah. of, like the doctor and Zoe and Jamie like running like in in the in the moon base trying to just hide from the ice warriors are really good
0: yeah yeah well again, i think down to the I, I think this story like also Michael Ferguson makes it really interesting to watch too because yeah, it could because it could feel like it like he like he could go on forever and under under a lesser mm-hmm. director but in this case it just breezes by well
2: i yeah. think i think it also feels faster because the stakes are higher we've got a race against the clock scenario going on and mm. it makes everything really tense and
0: speaking can of about race that race against that, the clock, this is probably like the most interesting ice warrior plan that they have, like in all their TV stories. I love like I love the idea of the, the seeds of death.
1: Um mm-hmm. and how can that I comes just to light. can I just oh, go like ahead. Give a like because I just kind of had a thought of something that's, you know, really good about this story that's in a lot of the best Doctor Who stories. So as a central premise of what if, what if things were like X in the future, in this case is what is what if travel could just be completely instantaneous? What impact would that have on society and the expectations of society? Yeah and what happens if that breaks down? And I think it does some of that just extremely effectively, like giving us an interesting sci-fi concept and showing the consequences on humanity. And that's what makes us fall in love with the genre in the first place. Hmm. And it's really daring for 1969 as well, because obviously at that time, everybody's in love with space travel because they're just going to the moon in like a month after it broadcasts. And then they're saying, "Ah, well, everybody will be bored of this by the time we've got like instantaneous transportation.
3: What I think is interesting is that we is that the way society has actually developed since then, we did the opposite. Instead of making us be able to go to things, we just brought everything to us.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, man, oh, you we did, shit, think, D- Dylan, Dylan, see. Dylan, did you, just, did you just come up with that on the spot? Like, were you just like thinking about that? Because yeah, like, yeah, shit, that, that's I mean, people have to go
1: the
2: space. You know, <laughs> you know what? He does have a point. A lot of really fucking good Doctor Who stories have that. Overall concept,
3: yeah. The robots of death is kind of similar with the way it w- treats the robots, yeah.
0: Damn, what an underrated writer Brian Hales was. Shit,
1: wow, I'm gonna be thinking about that now, anyway. Um, well, I mean, so in his guess... pop- next two stories, You're just like, hmm, what's in the paper today? Yes, let's write a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Like the parallel stories. <laughs> well, so do I. But <laughs> I just like to imagine that's how he came up with his stories. Just like, right, what's in the paper today? Right, uh, EEC, excellent. Coal miners strike. Oh, brilliant. You know, I'll just make some like planet foreign. Oh, sorry, I've got to go for a second. All
0: right. Um. So anyway, I guess I don't know. What... I I'm gonna gosh. Oh, I don't know what Dylan's rating out of ten would be. Otherwise, I would have asked first. All right. Well, I'll ask will Ask him when he comes back. Um. Well, let's talk about for the. C- Oh, okay. Go ahead.
3: I was gonna say we should talk about like those last couple episodes though, with with the the foam and um, <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. the blowing pacifiers of doom. That is. <laughs> that is. We, we, we do. Have, we
0: do stand okay. Patrick Trout and foam in this house.
3: Uh,
2: yes. Mm, i at this point. I'm kind of sick of seeing Patrick Trout and fight foam. Like we literally <laughs> yeah, had the gra- you, you just
0: you just watched the Fury Fury animation, didn't you?
2: Ah. Uh. Well, Sorry that I, saying, somebody if somebody was complaining about like, pipe of like on that shelf. which story should have been the final story where Patrick Trouton fights foam easily should have been Fury from the Deep because the villain in Fury from the Deep is just evil sea foam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Trouton's
1: last d- enemy. We're d- Dylan, what was what, what, someone complaining about? Would you mind recounting that? Uh, bottle of pop on their shelf. From you. Yeah. I didn't wow, either. I kind—I
0: kind of hate whoever that was. Um, <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> but um, uh, but to, to kind of build on what Brian was saying, I think we can all agree that Pat Trouton's arch enemy throughout his series, almost his—you know—character arc in a way, is that his arch enemy is the Cubbies. The,
2: the cummies <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my god, dude!
0: Anyway, uh, let's let's give rings out a ten for the seeds of death. Um, Brian,
2: uh, I give it an eight.
0: Eight, Dylan.
1: Eight. One fat lady. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <What? laughs> uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> eight. 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 Yeah. Eight. <laughs> okay. So... That's bingo lingo. One fat lady means eight. <laughs> Do you not, have you not been to your bingo place lately, Joey? It's mandated <laughs> it by the You have different traditions over here. It's mandated by the state. You go and visit your bingo parlor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I would agree. And we have eights around the board here. So, hey, we actually agreed on something. All right. Let's move on to uh, the war games by nope. Terrence. Dicks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: we're going to talk okay, I I will fully let this this topic pass. Like I usually like to spend like 10 about 10 minutes on a story Can and we'll just agree that I'm fu- I'm fu- fun. I'm am f- fully willing to like sit here in silence for the next 10 minutes cuz I'm sure it'll be much more interesting than reminding ourselves that the space pirates exists. <laughs> I mean So, if you so so I'm just gonna sit here and say nothing. If you guys want to throw some something out about the space pirates, feel free to talk about it. I, I mean
1: I I am <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I dream of a Doctor Who episode where they're kind of lost in space trying to find the way around because I mean the closest we yeah. got to that is Frontier in Space, and how much bloody fun is that? I love Frontier and Space. Oh, yeah. And I and, and Dalek's Master Plan that kind of was there for a few episodes yes, as well. Yes. I was just like to kind of have a full story dedicated to that, you think, oh yes. Excellent, really cool. Well actually in this sci-fi show where you can go anywhere and do anything, they're finally actually having a proper adventure in space. And yeah, it's shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love Milo Clancy, and I love Milo Clancy.
3: I mean, I, I've, I've kind of been holding back all this time, but I actually do genuinely like the Space Pirates, and oh. uh, I, I, I really all right, okay, I enjoy all it. the characters.
1: Skip it, Joey.
3: Joey. I have a lot of fun watching <sighs> it. I, I would watch it, it hurts, Joey. many oh. times. All uh, right. So
1: how do I kick from Cole? <laughs> uh,
0: I I don't know. I, I mean, I created the call, so I don't know if I have to oh if God. I have to kick Caleb yeah. or like I don't know. Caleb, um, you
2: don't understand. That shit take literally made my penis invert on itself. <laughs> <either>.
0: <laughs> no, <Brian. laughs>
4: makes so, me feel. makes me feel.
0: <laughs> For those who can't, oh, you can't see, of course. Dylan is sending a crying face react to the chat, right? <laughs> now.
1: Cool.
0: Which is, which is actually has that been a joke since since Celestial Podcast episode one? I think you did it in the first episode, right? Oh, no, I did.
1: I did the, the yawning emojis. Oh yeah, you did. You did. No, no, you you did. You did the slow
2: clapping one. <laughs> you guys, you guys remember the last one we did, season five where we talked about the Abominable Snowmen and how much I hate that. Yeah. It's like the exact same reason here, but amplified, magnified by like <laughs> 10.
0: Oh. oh, I hate it. Oh.
2: So boring. Because it just kind of
0: sits there and does nothing. It's like so shit. <laughs> just... It's so shit. And it's what, like, <sighs> like fucking eight episodes si- long? It's it's six episodes, but it, it no, feels six. like eight. it's only fucking six.
4: I <laughs> yes. legitimately thought it was eight. I was so. Sick. Are you serious, Brian? It it's not eight episodes.
1: Well, I think to summarize, as a great internet personality once said, "I'd rather put my balls in the crocodile's mouth while shoving my head up a unicorn's asshole
2: than watch the space pirates." Yes. So let's
0: let's Accurate. spin on this. Caleb, tell tell us one nice thing about the space pirates, and we will all <laughs> respond with what with one thing we hate about the space pirates. But, so, so it's three against one. So go ahead, Caleb, you can all kick right. us off.
3: Um I think that uh everything good that um that, that was said about the potential of it, especially in relation to Frontier in space and how that did something similar and worked really well. I think that it actually worked really well in the story, and I enjoy it.
0: As an adverse to that, I will say my negative thing and say um, no. The potential is all squandered. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, if I if I do have to say one positive thing about it, I do like Milo Clancy. I think he's I think he's a legitimately funny character.
2: <laughs> he I don't great. have anything positive to say about it. It's all fucking shit.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Your goal is to say something negative,
2: Brian. (laughs) I hate it. All of it.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Something something specific about the story,
2: Brian. (laughs) I hate it. All of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dylan, choose. Say one nice thing or one negative thing. (laughs) Uh, I quite like Milo Clancy. He is the only thing in this episode which is not dead to me
0: also can we talk about how like the TARDIS team doesn't show up until like towards the end of episode one what that is weird it's like Like, you you
3: have
0: you have one of the best TARDIS teams of all time and they don't show up until what like 20 minutes into the episode
3: (laughs) it is that that is very weird it's It's the reverse of the wheel in space where you only get like the supporting cast at the cliffhanger basically (laughs)
0: So, um, I'm going to cut this segment short because, wow, there's nothing to say about the Space Pirates and I give our <laughs> rings out of 10 for the Space Pirates. Brian? One. One, I agree. It's a one.
1: Dylan? Uh, well, I think that if we're to give it a numerical value, we'll have to do the maths. So, you just divide zero by one. Yeah, your answer.
0: Okay, uh, Caleb, what is your rating at a ten
3: for? I will give pirates? it. I will give it a proud eight.
2: <laughs> oh no! Wait, what now? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You <laughs> have to fucking justify wait, yourself. Wait, justify I... yourself right now! <laughs> Fuck that shit! No.
3: Because I love it and I find it entertaining.
0: I'm. I'm I, I knew you up. liked it, but I didn't realize you liked it that much. Oh no!
3: <laughs> I do.
0: Fuck you, Caleb. <laughs> you just gave the space pirates the same score as we all gave the seeds of death.
2: Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I can live after this, Joey. <laughs> The, the only way that that
0: we can that we can make this any worse is if Caleb says he doesn't like the war games. So let's move on to said story, the war games, by Terrence Dix and Malcolm. Please tell Terrence Dix and Malcolm walk in insert missiles and gunfire going in the background. Who would like to begin?
2: <laughs>
0: anyone? It's a it's a behemoth of a story. Any, anyone um, who I can start, dare I guess. to start I like,
2: this. I like the war game. All right. War Games is pretty fucking good. There's a lot to like about it. However, however I do think it drags and this this is something I'm not alone on. I know this for a fact. It's like yeah, you're heavily, just wrong. It's heavily contested by some people that the War Games yeah. drags, but for other people the War Games drags. There's like there's a couple episodes in the middle that's full of just running around in one giant fucking circle and it doesn't it doesn't need to be that way. Um uh, nah, that's just so
0: so ha- so ha- having rolling. having rewatched so Brian so I used to agree with you having rewatched the war games rec- fairly recently though it was like 2 months ago. Um I realized that any moment that I thought dragged was it was like in, in the middle of like a really strong episode still. So like so like those those episodes in the middle, like it's it's never like a whole episode that's like filler. Like 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 I think we what was it? We all agreed like what the invasion episode seven is like complete filler. Um, but like there's nothing here where like if if a scene drags in the war games, it doesn't like drag down the entire episode. There's still the rest of that script holding up the entire thing. Um, I mean, and mo- it, it is and a, most of the is story a, is just that strong.
2: It is a really really good script. I'm not I'm not going to deny that, but I can. I don't know, I just think there's something to be said if that I can sit down and enjoy a telesnap reconstruction of the Dalek's master plan in one sitting, and I have to do two sittings for the war games.
1: I think that says more about you than the episodes. <laughs> I, I would actually agree with that
0: assessment. I don't know if you were joking about <laughs> film, but I agree with that assessment. <laughs> uh, no, I was taking the piss. Oh, well, I, I mean, maybe he say, maybe he does. Maybe say something about Brian, like the way he like views stories, though. Like, who knows?
2: What what that means, I guess I'll leave up to you. But I, I do think the war games drags. But overall, it is it is still a really really solid story. It's probably it is definitely one of the greats. I'm not yeah. going to deny that whatsoever. It's a really fucking good story.
1: So, people always say the War Games has lots of filler, and the middle of it is just filler that drags. But, and they always kind of refer to the scene, um, I've forgotten which episode it's in, it's just after they kind of, um, so Jamie and Jennifer are captured by uh, the Americans in the American Civil War, then they run away and get recaptured. That is one bit of filler. But it's the only bit of filler in the entire ten-part epic, full of brilliant characters, amazing scenes, and just a great feeling of triumph as it gets towards the end and they're fighting back and just everything about it is so brilliant. And you're going to, like, mark it down because there's one scene that's filler. I don't get it. I yeah, agree like, that it is
3: amazing. Yeah like,
0: yeah, like, moments like that are, like, are like what I was talking about like when I say, like, those moments of filler and, like, any moment that drags are just, like, just, like... It's a very small moment in the in, in the in yeah. like you said, like Dylan, like just this ten part epic that like doesn't let up at all for the most part. Maybe my um, attention
2: spans just fucked.
0: See, that's what I was saying when I said Dylan had a point. That maybe it's <laughs> you.
3: <laughs> my one actual complaint about the war games because I love it. The one thing that I don't like is that um, the Romans are only used in this one shot that gets like repeated. <laughs> And, like, That's, you can do cool true. stuff with Roman soldiers, but, no, you just have this one shot of them running at you, and then you, like, show it again later, but... I mean, it,
1: it's very historically inaccurate, because Romans wouldn't just charge its people willy-nilly. They'd be, like, you know, in formation, probably in
2: a, a line mana pool system. Oh, I have something I really don't like about this story. I don't like the warlord. What? What?! Yeah. I not like the warlord? How Dude, dare you... Dude, you are still on the grave Dude. of Steve Jobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Steve Jobs. Can I explain? <laughs> no, yeah. you can't, because that's a really shit take. I'm going to explain. <laughs> Please do explain. So basically, the war chief is uh, is a nice balance of over the top and subtle villain. <laughs> and maybe it might just be down to the performance but the the actor who plays the war chief overall just strikes me as a way more compelling villain than the warlord himself the warlord is just really over the top and like just very two-dimensional compared to the war. Okay, chief.
0: okay so... so I, um, Where do you... I, where I, do you get the man where, invented the
1: iPad! Where,
3: where, 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 where do you get, you <laughs> get over... Where, my
0: where issue do you get is, over the
3: top issue, from with the war? The my issue Yeah, is, I know. I have the opposite thing, if My anything. issue is... I...
2: I don't need another less compelling villain if a more compelling one's there.
0: But he's not there until, like, the final, what, two, three episodes? I forget. Um... What's he's not there until a the very end. fool you have been. He serves, like, a very particular purpose, and also just... It's Philip fucking Maddock, dude. Like, how? Yeah, Philip Maddock. <laughs> Come on, he's just phenomenal. Um... He carries like he carries like just such this this gravitas with him that, that I I get sucked in by at least. Um yeah, of, course, I, of course like I do prefer I do prefer the war chief. Edward Brayshaw, you know. I mean he's not necessarily a better actor than Philip Maddock, but I mean just that character I think the war chief is probably better written.
1: But yeah, I mean I don't know, I still really like the Warlord personally. I, I love the Warlord because um you'd have to be a pretty uh callous son of a bitch to be running an operation like the war games and he just plays that absolutely I, perfectly you feel yeah. just the ice cold calculations i, in
2: his I also world. i also want to defend another point real quick because you can always argue that what about davros davros is an over-the-top villain and he's your favorite doctor who villain davros has a really complex backstory and has had a lot of fucking character development the warlord has not davros isn't an okay. over-the-top villain though because his moments where he does
1: go in a full kind of rant mode are very uh, scarce and spread apart and always at a very justified moment in the story and yeah. you know well, like yeah it's like I, 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 because I, like that's, that's not a very so.
0: fair comparison brian like i don't know how, where you're drawing that that link especially because the warlord especially with the way like like the first introduced i mean i'm, I'm you know enough with the comparison i think like with the way like the warlord is built up throughout the story we hear a lot about the warlord before he actually arrives mm-hmm. there And when he gets there we see that he's exactly what we've been told about him but then you have philip matters gravitas and you yeah you, you see the, like the, just this cold calculating separated person from from everyone around him um and he's just yeah he's utterly captivating i think oh.
2: i respect But what you mean, know what, but you know what i
0: really think brian brian that you know what i'm I really shit think? I think
2: you're a Yankee spy. Uh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: had had, a, had a, <laughs> like a cheeky von. D- just a Dylan's cheeky just like, like you've
2: reference. you've ruined the joke now. You are all guilty
1: of espionage.
0: So uh, another thing I would like to talk about here, though, of course, is the Time Lords, and I love the way the Time Lords are built up throughout yes. this because I love the way like we learn just a little bit about them throughout the story. We learn that. You know th- that the warlords are afraid of the time lords. First off, they're they're afraid that they're going to find out about what they're doing. Um, and it sets first off it sets this just immediate tone of like, wh- who first off who are the time lords? You know wh- what do they what do they mean for this operation? They sound scary. Hell, when we meet them, they are scary later in the story.
4: Yeah. We
0: then unravel a little bit more. We learn the war chief is a time lord. We learn the doctor is a time lord. And when, and then when we actually get there, that part nine cliffhanger is just yes. immediately shows their power. Like it's just, oh, yes, gorgeous. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, leading up to that, of course, another speak, uh, we were talking earlier about perfect episodes, individual episodes of Dr. Who part yeah. 10. I mean, come on. Part 10 part of 10. the war
2: games is fucking excellence. It is. Oh, love well, I think I'm probably
1: the only person in the world who actually prefer, like prefers some of the episodes before episode ten to episode ten.
2: Episode nine is really
3: Real. good. Episode really one yeah.
1: is probably my favorite. Part
3: ten wouldn't. Be I do like one much but it, uh... if it didn't have all the stuff before it that made that built it up so well. Like it's still great, but it's it's so much better with all the previous stuff.
2: I, f- yeah. I feel like okay. episode nine and ten as like a double act work really fucking well together. Yeah
0: oh yeah i love the way like i love the way that um that the war chief like goes goes insane towards the end of episode nine when he learns like what the doctor is doing he's like you hey, like well, I you know he's uh and he like betrays the uh, the warlords uh when he's shot there i think it's just and gorgeous by the boy. way you, see the, you way, see the warlords what a, disappear and then oh go, go ahead
2: what a stellar ass performance from trouton i mean my yes. fucking god it, especially bouncing off the guy who plays the war chief in that specific scene
0: oh yeah it's
2: yeah. oh so good in fact actually i want to make a special mention any scene those two have together is nigh perfection oh
0: that first one when the war chief's like oh um, he's like i must talk to him alone everyone like you know leave the room um and then, and they like talk about like you know um, their history together i just oh i love it such a great scene um,
3: it's it's really a very doctor master relationship
1: like, no, I we're mean, no, not going there. no I don't does, that's not
3: true. I don't think the the war chief is the master, but like there's similarities there in just sort of the way that they're and,
2: and, I think there's that... an argument to be made that ter the ward chief is Terence Dick's prototype master. Yeah.
0: What's interesting, though, is Dixon Dixon Letts have said on multiple occasions that, like, the Warchief never had anything to do with their creation of the Master.
2: Hmm. I, I,
0: mm, I don't know. if I, I find like... that, I, oh, yeah, I, I find that hard to believe. But, yeah, it's, yeah, they've said, like, he had nothing to do with the creation of the Master.
3: And, I mean, when I said Dr. Master, I'm not thinking of any of the recent stuff. It very much... Pertwee delgado type thing if you were if you
0: were to compare it to any other relationship of the doctor and the master yeah but
3: yeah but it's
0: not that at all really anyway um what else final episode yeah we haven't actually talked about the final episode though um i love you know when we we finally get to like exhibit the time lords uh their their godlike powers Mm and and um and how they uh, they they sentence the warlords to temporal dissolution. Um, you see that power before the Doctor even like properly interacts with them. Um, yeah, it's just the Doctor Jamie and Zoe just walking in on them just doing a very normal Time Lord thing, which is you know sentencing an, sentencing an entire race to temporal dissolution. So, <laughs> um, but then the actual trial begins, and I love the scenes of the Doctor like pleading before the Time Lords. I think it's a great moment, um, a great well, couple I also, of scenes. I, I
2: say. also like that it. I also like the implication that it has uh, that the Doctor can do some really fucked up shit if he really wanted to, but he always sort of chooses the hard way around. I I like that for some reason.
0: We also have a great moment here where the Doctor names the Quarks as one of the greatest threats to the universe, as as (laughs) they they most as they should be. (laughs) Um. What is it? Oh, oh, also one of the time lords is played by Bernard Horsfall, and he's probably goth from later on. But I mean, that's just my headcanon. cannon.
1: Um, yeah, he's just great. I mean, that would that would uh, kind of make sense, you know? He's in the CIA, kind of climbing up the greasy yeah. pole. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
3: but have, have you guys looked at uh, at the the TARDIS wiki for these time lords? Because it's so stupid. Because they claim that. Some of the Time Lords who are played by the same actors as Time Lords in other stories are different Time Lords from other stories.
4: They
1: what do you mean? But then it again, is. didn't Colin Bay, like, you know, the Sixth Doctor regenerate into Max? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's...
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't also David Tennant play one of, the, uh, one of the main two Time Lords in this in, uh, in Exile, I think? Yeah, it was
2: these two. Uh, is that, is, is that uh, exile is the only Unbound audio I have not listened to.
0: Ooh, Exile? Okay, don't don't listen to anyone else. I do really like Exile. It's really fun. It's like a black comedy. I enjoy You it. are literally the
1: only person I've ever heard say Exile wasn't the worst ever documentary episode.
2: No, actually, to be fair, Joey isn't the only person I've heard say that. I can't remember who said it, but it's not just Joey who thinks that. Yeah, I, 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 do, I, do, I do I do. quite like it. And it uh, sounds like a Warriors of the
1: Deep kind of situation. I'm not touching it.
0: No, no. It, it's Trust me, it's a very different <laughs> situation to Warriors of the Deep. Exile is nothing like Warriors of the Deep. Um. Anyway, uh. but then of course we have that mo- uh, wonderful moment at the end of the War Games episode 10 when the Doctor is sentenced uh, to his exile on Earth and Jamie and Zoe are sent away. And how great mm-hmm. is that scene when the Doctor yeah. says goodbye to Jamie and Zoe? Just... Oh, love it, love them, yeah. uh, and I love the doctors seeing them like go back to their back to their own times and having their memories wiped. Great, great moments there.
1: And I, I love, yeah. I love the scene where like right at the end when the Time Lords put Patrick Troutman in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> great moment. <laughs> top, top, top five Doctor Who special effects. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? I guess that about does it though. Anything else to say for the War Games?
3: It's brilliant. That
0: it is.
1: It It has. has I mean, like, what other story has that many brilliant characters? Just none. Like, I can think of at least I don't know six or seven side characters that I absolutely love in that story.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, let's do rings out of ten for
2: the War Games, Brian. Contrarian again, aren't I? Go ahead, Um... Brian.
0: Right. Or, you know, actually, if you're going to be edgy, edgy contrarian, I'll save you for last. So I'm going to give it a 10 <laughs> out of
2: 10. Uh, Caleb? Nine and a half.
0: Nine and a half. Dylan? Ten. Ten. And Brian? Wow. I'm,
2: I'm, not, I'm not an edgy contrarian. It, mine was going to be nine and a half.
0: Oh, brilliant. All right, then. Well, uh, I mean, we're all
1: mostly on the same page. But, so why were um, you going on about it dragging then, Brian, if you were going to give it a nine and a half? <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> I, I feel like the story... Sorry, right. fuck it out, this story. 9.5. He's <laughs> on 10, so you know. It's 10, you missed the part where I said that doesn't drag the story down too much in my eyes. Yeah, um then that,
0: that you, you also spent like two minutes slagging off the warlord.
2: <laughs> You've only said negative things. There's enough here that it makes up for <laughs> <points. laughs> That's true. He has only said negative things. What do you mean? No, I haven't. Go look. Anyone listening to this, go back and rewind. I I've right. just fucking wanked right. off the Top, war chief time. Like, time the amount
1: of time he spends slagging it off compared to the amount of time he says something nice. It'll be like ten times greater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess I only one like I... actually oh, having things against the war games. You should probably explain yourself a bit. Whereas like enjoying it is less controversial and you don't need to explain why you enjoy it. So basically just you're a hater and we shouldn't listen to you. Basically just you're a cunt. is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, let's do
0: um our full season ranking, least favorite to favorite. I'm going to save Caleb for last because I'm, I'm really oh, curious oh, oh. to see what his what his ends up being. But um but I'll go first. Um least favorite naturally the Space Pirates. And then a bunch of empty spaces in between before we hit the Dominators, the Protons, the Seeds of Death, the Invasion, the War Games, and at the top, the Mind Robber. Who would like to go next? Except for Caleb. Dylan. Dylan. Brian. <laughs>
2: okay. Either
0: one of you. I don't give a shit who. <laughs> All
2: right. So at the bottom, of course, is the Space Pirates. And After Dylan. that, we have the Dominators. The Crotons, the Seeds of Death, the Mind Robber, the War Games, and the Invasion.
0: And not too much different from mine, because the top uh, they're all the same up until the top three, so pretty solid. Uh, Dylan?
1: The Space Pirates, the Crotons, the Dominators, the Seeds of Death, the Mind Robber, the Invasion, and the War Games. You, you would have the Dominators above the Crotons. Well, yeah, because <laughs> it's fun! Country. It's so much fun, though! You, Brian. You're a
2: bat. No, you're a bat. Don't dead tell me. me
1: that you actually care enough about the Crotons for that to really matter. <laughs> you
2: care enough that the Dominators is really shit and the Crotons. Yeah, I, I just know that Brian
1: like hates the Dominators enough to, <laughs> to have a blow <laughs> <the croutons. laughs> look. Look, Brian. I'd understand it if I was putting it above dead actually to me. good story, dead but I'm to putting them above some mediocre. Dead stuff that you to do not care about me.
0: And lastly, Caleb. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. What's the bottom?
3: (laughs) I'm with Dylan that the Dominators is fun, but um, I I am going to stick to the ranking I already formulated, which is the Dominators is at the bottom. Uh, Then the Crotons. uh, Then I've got a a pretty big leap in my head, at least up to the Space Pirates. Then the Seeds of Death, (gasps) (laughs) the Mind Robbers, and the War Games
0: you missed the invasion no no
3: no no no, no, no. It's, a, it's between the seeds of death and the mind robber oh okay gotcha then okay to the top. you missed gotcha. uh you missed it over the sound of the indignation no no <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah fair enough fair enough that happens when space i'm with dylan pirates. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah.
2: space
1: pirates is a good story you, you think anyway. it's better
0: I, 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 I know, I know. Look, 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 I've, I've strongly disagreed with all of your lists to some degree. Except for Brian. Brian and me actually mostly lined up in this one. Except for The Invasion. I don't get why you like The Invasion that much, Brian. <laughs> I mean, I love The Invasion, but damn. Uh, Alright, so, uh, last things.
2: Objectively enough, I have too many fun memories with The
0: Nostalgia. We love it. Um, Alright, last things last. Let's do plugs. Uh, Brian, do you have anything to plug?
2: ah so i've been doing a podcast on my channel recently i it's called the as of yet untitled podcast with a title it people have actually really liked it i'm planning on recording an episode with joey at some point here soon
3: joey oh, yeah, we'll
2: talk, talk more about that later um so there's that i just finished my reviews of Classic Who season 12 with Revenge of the Cybermen, which I'm really proud of the Revenge of the Cybermen review. So if you want to go give that a watch, you can. Um, but right now, I'm probably going to... The next review I do is probably going to be Castrovalva. I want to do the Blu-ray sets in order. Um, so that'll probably be next as far as Doctor Who content goes. But yeah, so there's that.
0: Nice. Uh Dylan, and anything someone to us uh, in
2: my house?
1: Uh, I, I'm developing a sci-fi series.
2: <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> Dylan this constant bullying, you know, you're gonna be in my suicide note, man. I just want you to know that. And Caleb, what would you like to plug?
3: Um I've got a channel, uh Dog2K. There's not there, there's not that much Doctor Who stuff on it, but i I've got a um, Doctor Who Hamilton parody thing that I'm fairly proud of, and I might do more Doctor Who stuff on there. So, you know, check it out see what you think. I do actually have something to uh... plug, like this real.
1: Oh, go ahead. (laughs) So I'm currently writing a video essay, which should be coming out hopefully at some point this week, about uh, Doctor Who needs to let go of its past. And this is all about how Doctor Who, Ooh, since, they, I since like the, that already. Since Ooh, the I like 80s, has become too reliant on its own lore and retreading over old territory. And it's looking at just how bad and dysfunctional it's became, especially looking at C- Series 12, which basically the only way you could have any interest in it is just by being buried in this sense of devotion towards the lore of Doctor Who. Solid. Solid. I am actually
0: really looking forward to that. I didn't know you were doing that. That sounds really cool. Um yeah. damn. Anyway, as far as things uh coming up for the channel, uh let's see. Uh, commentaries. We have two commentaries coming up this month. Uh one of them with Brian and then another one with Brian and Jacob. We're doing this on Tarn experiment and horror of Fang Rock for Halloween, so that should be really fun. Um uh, I'm gonna try to release a second Celestial podcast by the end of the month i'm not sure if i'm going to going to though i'm trying to get a lot of videos out of the way before scale starts releasing because scales of injustice release is going to be insane speaking of those scales of injustice release is coming up next month uh, yeah. Release this begins if i had this ready hang on shit uh, release uh, for Scales of Injustice begins on November 7th uh, it's going to run for seven parts and then we're going to release a behind the scenes video so that'll be done not until the end of December so that, like I said release is going to be hectic um, going to be a ton of fun though editing has been an absolute blast uh, myself and all the wonderful people on this podcast are a part of it um, Caleb plays Mike Yates uh, Dylan uh, Dylan helped adapt it along with Jacob and he's playing uh, uh, Harrington Smythe me and Brian play a shit ton of Silarians and I'm all with the doctor and a bunch of other uh brands, a bunch of other roles too. So
1: apes will submit or die. And well, they're, you... but they're not Scottish, are they? <laughs> <laughs> the
3: it
1: Scottish Silurians <laughs> Scottish- <laughs> now. <It's>
0: Scottish... <laughs> it sounds a lot better with the voice modulation. <laughs> it does Every planet like has a Scotland voice
2: modulation.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but, if, uh, but for
2: Scottish. listening,
0: if you modulation. For anyone listening, if you want to um, get interested in, scale, in the Scales of Injustice, we have a sneak peek out, which is uh, one of the scenes from the story and, uh, and a trailer that just released uh, a few days ago at the time of release, I think. I should have this out soon um, that Brian edited in the style of an actual 1970 uh, BBC uh, Doctor Who TV trailer. So that's really fun. Wait, uh,
2: anything else for we the go, channel? Before we go? I want to ask Dylan one fundamental question. Big Biggie. So, Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong. England is Great Britain, right?
1: (laughs) What?
0: I think Brian's having a seizure.
1: I'm I'm not not dignifying that of an answer, Brian.
0: (laughs) Brian, did you or did you not just have a seizure?
2: No, I didn't have a seizure. I I was being a condom. Overruled. Maybe that would have been a better question to ask Jerry.
1: Well, yeah, because you see, I don't care because I'm English, but the Scottish, they hate that, so. Oh, and also the last thing to plug before we head out, uh,
0: Romance of Crime audiobook release, uh, read by Marcus and edited by Brian, is uh, uh, bumps up to two chapters a month next month, so we're releasing chapters three and four next month. Um haven't decided when, the, when chapter four is actually coming out yet, um, but chapter three is coming out on November 1st. So, so be but really you should fun. buy the version
1: I did for Big Finish. It's on the website, you know, I made that.
0: I, d- I, don't, I don't think you did that for Big Finish, Dylan. No,
1: really I d- it was me, no. I got in contact with Tom Baker, and he said, yeah, and I've worked with Gareth Roberts. So maybe I should so, so,
0: so, 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 so you're saying that you're the one that got Tom Baker and Lalla Ward to record together again? Oh, so yeah, the no, they fell, that, they fell they back did. in love. You know, I, I, I got a relationship <laughs> counsellor. <It's> come <laughs> on. Jeez. All right, then. Um, well, I guess that about does it um, for the Celestial Podcast. Um... Shit, I don't. Know. I didn't come, come up with a witty outro. Jesus. I didn't come up with a witty outro for this one, Brian. So what, you want to end, end it out? Go ahead, Brian. End us out. Go ahead. Season uh...
1: six, more like season sex.